0: Hello and welcome to the recap of the penultimate episode of Canberra Survivor 2, The Ultimate Sacrifice, one episode to review here and then tomorrow is the finale, final five, I'm sure we're all very excited and because we are so excited, because we are this close to the end, uh, I have with me as always to everyone's uh, enjoyment and pleasure, Annabelle, welcome.
1: Hey, hey, hey.
0: And and for those that enjoy Max Johnson's lukewarm takes, I'm sorry to disappoint. He has, he's in Adelaide. He was putting together a thing. There was a time lapse. It was pretty cool actually, but um, he cannot be with us. Hopefully he'll be with us as, as we recap the finale next week. Um, Though that recap just do a bit of housekeeping. We, we don't really do some housekeeping. I'll do some housekeeping here. Ooh. Normally on these podcast shows, they don't do a recap of the finale. It never happens. I wonder why that is. Maybe it's boring. I don't know. We'll consider that. But I will. I don't know who goes out. We're going to maybe do some predictions, but I don't know the order that this final five is going to go and who's going to win. But we'll probably have next week just a run of interviews with the people that aren't the finale, the, the winner. And maybe, maybe not the top two. We'll see if it's a final two. Anyway, I'll work it out. I don't have the goss on how it actually goes. And then the week after, I think we'll just bring in the winner and maybe the runner-up and get, like, a deep dive with the two of them about their experience, especially the winner. I want to do a big deep dive. So that's going to be the format going forward. And uh, then I might dive into a bit of um, Brisbane Survivor. Just before we get into this, did you happen to watch any of the Brisbane Survivor episode that has come out, Annabelle?
1: Um, so last week you in was this actually a blindside when you revealed that, uh, we would be covering Brisbane Survivor <laughs> and it's now an additional blindside that Brisbane Survivor is even out. Um, so no, I've not watched it. I had no idea. And then un- unfortunately stabbed to my heart um i'm actually going on a yoga retreat in a couple of weeks so yeah. i guess max is just gonna have to cover for me on that one
0: i might have some special guests but what we're going to be doing with brisbane I-, I checked out the first episode before we jump into canberra um for a first season for a first attempt by someone incredible uh, production quality the camera work the camera angles the editing is very very high um the you know the production of the actual challenges in the game is that sort of backyard vibe which is completely you know understandable for your first attempt but I'm so impressed by the quality of the production that I think that there's a big future for this Brisbane Survivor LRG um so in a couple of weeks I'm going to do a bit of a recap on the first four or five episodes as opposed to covering it every week they have their own podcast as well which had uh Malcolm and the Orca so the Orca pod had the Orca is on a pod that isn't the Orca pod. And Mel, who will be joining us later today, did a bit of a podcast called The Embers for Brisbane Survivor, So a lot of crossover with the Canberra Brisbane uh, peeps.
1: Well, I love that for you. I love that for them. Um, Don't love it uh, for you. <laughs> no, I especially love it for me because it sounds like everyone's got it covered. and It's covered. It's There's coming. no need for me to watch that as well.
0: I don't know who's gonna watch without you though, because uh, I need someone to, you know, give me some shit sometimes. I think everyone enjoys that in the audience. Um, I'm otherwise hard to take down. I need a, a fierce, fierce person to take me down and only you can do it the way you can. I don't uh,
1: know. We've got Max and his lukewarm um, his uh, lukewarm <laughs> insults. <so>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Max. Okay, so. To the episode, I was planning on kicking it off with an interview with Joe, who got immediately booted. Um, she's unavailable; she's holidaying with her family, and obviously just bitter at all the fucks that voted her out. she, well, she was actually very bitter. She was she was very upset to have been voted out.
1: You know, well, I wanted to ask her about that. Yeah, and we're super excited to have you, Mel. And so you kind of, yes, I'm one and done, honey. This has been a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. I am not going to retroactively go back and watch the others. And honestly, it's still a toss up as to whether I'm going to watch my own season. Um, Joe Um, She, I was, I wanted to talk to her actually, because I thought this is something I've been mulling over for the last five or so months around the ethical considerations of casting... People who've never watched the show, let alone ever had any interaction with the frankly unhinged survivor fan community.
0: And throwing the survivor the- fan community, the survivor fan community that plays LRGs.
1: Yeah, like next level psychopaths. Correct. And I like at least when you're cast on the actual show. You know, you have several hours worth of conversations with a psychologist, you talk to a lot of people and producers and you're kind of even though you can't really get a full picture of what you what it is you're about to go into, you're at least pre warned. Just so you're aware, Han, it's going to be a fucking nightmare experience. It's going to be quite damaging. I mean, thank goodness she didn't make it to the final tribal council, where even if she did secure the win, she probably would have been torn a new hole in the meantime, as per these LRGs tend to go.
0: It, we've seen it been happen. The we've the super fans, the super fans who are super salty that they did not make the end just tear a new one to the poor, hapless person who just filled in the numbers. Uh, and look, and I get that because the super fan still wants to have an impact on the tribal. They want to have that, you know, moment where they're super salty as the juror, like real old school survivor. You don't see it as much these days, of course, with the format, um, but like, they want to have that, you know, that moment. And, um, it doesn't matter whether you Channel 10 and you edit out all the horrible things that were clearly said to Matt and Jerry. <laughs> you experienced it nonetheless, right? You definitely experienced that that thing. And, and, and we've experienced that. We've seen it. Um, and it can be quite troubling for people who don't expect to come on one of these things and get viciously attacked because they don't understand that the people they're there with who are the super fans are actually more... Um, of a character than their actual selves.
1: Yes. And and this is perhaps getting a little bit meta and, mm-hmm. and behind the scenes-y with it, but I, you know, it's already hard enough to find women to participate in LRGs. Um, but I do, I have been thinking a lot about whether or not when we're producing these, and this isn't a slight on Survivor Canberra at all. Um, you know, I, I, they've done a fantastic job um but I really feel like maybe we should be giving contestants when they go in more of a briefing on maybe look this is even if you are prepared for this understand you're probably going to come away from this a little bit rattled um and then going into that five, final tribal briefing the cut the the final two or final three look this is going to be a, a bit of an intense experience, and and also briefing the jury and saying, "Look, obviously, honey, have your main character moment, but let's just remember everybody here as fans. We've been here for two days. This isn't for a million dollars, and and let's treat everybody like human beings. Because I do think that perhaps you know Joe was really shaken by being mm-hmm. lied to. Don't get me wrong. I threw a major tantrum when I." obviously it was a losing finalist lol jokes no spoilers but I threw a little. that's bit why you're t- so
0: bitter right now <laughs> Everyone I attacked a bit
1: of a and i knew exactly what to expect so i think if you were had no idea what to expect you'd never seen an episode you'd never hanged out with a complete nerdazoid that is us playing this kind of thing it, w- it would be a little bit rattling
0: well and that was and and see she doesn't even have um the awareness by having played the game or watched the game uh, enough to know, like I immediately knew that Joe was going to be the one to go at that tribal. Now, had that been a normal tribal, I don't necessarily think she goes. Like she's obviously a bit of a, a goat, and no offense to her, but she's someone who's not going to get the votes at the end. And I think all of the the people there that had her as an ally would have looked at her as a why would I vote this person out? There's no nothing that serves me in voting her out except When you go to a double tribal like that and there's very little time to discuss who you're actually going to vote, everyone goes into self-preservation mode and votes just make – there's got to be enough numbers on someone else that wasn't me. And who are people most likely to vote for? People that were being talked about for the prior vote, which was only, other than Mel who went, Joe and Nick. Nick was still immune. And so it came to Joe, who Nick had been trying to spread this story, that she's got a great story and she's going to win because she hasn't watched Survival. No one's buying that, but it's a name that was out there. And that's what you write down in that scenario. If they go back to tribal and have proper time, I don't think Joe's the next one that goes. I think Mel goes immediately. And then even then, I don't think that it's necessarily Joe next. I think Joe is then used by someone like Amar or a Sophie to to further their own game.
1: I don't know about that. Um, I mean, yeah, I agree. I think Mel. It's a real testament to the game. Mel played a phenomenal game, um, and I really, always knew
0: she would. I always knew she would. I didn't say she'd be the <laughs> first was, game at all.
1: I'm hopeful as it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, real. I mean, if Mel had not started on Orange, where she was completely cooked with uh what an absolute trash heap that was for challenges um i can see mel winning this because what she made out of what she had was great but going back to that joe the joe piece you were saying and you don't think it would have she would have gone next i would be interested when you next week when you've taken it upon yourself to single-handedly cover the finale ask i would be interested to know from um i would be interested to know from ma and interested to know from michael and nick if it was all bullshit or if um if if they genuinely did view her as a threat because why were they saying it in the exit voting confessionals why were they saying it in their own confessionals i mean to you and i it seems a bit all right but i mean they were saying it
0: This is true. It's just maybe Nick was convincing them or they're getting paranoid. Um, Mm. I'm not sure. Orange hates purple and maybe Orange would just vote for her, you know, because she was not the one bullshitting to them like everyone else. But that's not the sort of players that anyone from Orange that's sitting on the jury are. Like that is not Wolf and that is not John and that is not Mel now. Um, You know, they are. uh, Oh, yeah. Nick was worried because of the perjury season one winner. That's from Aston. What's he getting to there, Annabelle, do you think? I believe, Is that how the perjury season one win Yeah,
1: won? so unless you're talking about, uh, if you're talking specifically about perjury versus outcasts, in, per, in perjury season one at the end, there was a real nice guy, Christian, who hadn't really played, you know, wasn't really a super fan versus kind of a ruthless, um, iconic gay guy who had like, you know, played a very strategic cutthroat game. And uh, the nice guy pretty much unanimously won.
0: So well, it's but it's it's jury based. You can you yeah. win with the jury you have, and some juries like Russell Hans is such a great example because he probably would have won a bunch of other games with a different jury in in Samoa, but that particular jury just were like no. We don't want to vote for you. Give us a reason not to vote for you, even though you played such a good game. And then David, whatever his name gets up and stumps about like, why isn't Cotel writing a legitimate strategy? That's what Natalie had in her bag. Let's just fucking vote for her. Like it depends on the jury, right?
1: And I also think it depends on the personality. I mean, Russell Hance has a fundamentally unlikable, reprehensible personality. And I think you can be someone who is very strategic, cutthroat, and incredibly charismatic and lovable. Yeah.
0: Um, and you need, if, you, if you're going to play the quiet game, though, you need a very good tr- final travel counsel. You can't have a, you need to knock it out of the park at FTC if you were playing that quiet game the whole time. Um, That can overcome the strategic, ruthless person that people weren't that into. Um, uh, Like Christy's a good example of that in the first Australian survivor. Yeah. She's nice. She's a bit nothing. No one really thought anything of her. And then she came in with this amazing final travel council, and Lee was just there, like with his cricket ball in his hand, baffled, his badness ball in his hand, just sitting there confused. (laughs) Um. So, anyway, Joe jo goes and she's very upset about it. And I, I do understand, like, people were lying to her a whole game and she believed them. She believed them. Um, yeah.
1: So then we have some very interesting dynamics that go down. And you know what? If If I hadn't only watched the episode today and was therefore spoiled on who left... I would have put my money on um, on Sophie going out today rather well, than Mel.
0: If, if Nick doesn't win immunity, he's going, right?
1: Yes. If Nick doesn't go, I thought, and what do you think about this? I thought that voting out um, Mel over Sophie was the right move for Ma and the wrong move for Michael. What do you think?
0: Well, maybe we get bit of predictions of how it's going to go from here. This is, this, this would, I think, well, to answer that question, I need to say, Hey, I think what's going to go from here. Right. Okay. I think that um, they're all going to start the episode talking about voting out Nick. He's going to win immunity again. And then they're all going to get back and purple it up again and talk about whatever plans and all just vote out Anna. Cause they refuse to like actually make moves on one another. And then we'll go to final four and at Final Four, it won't it won't matter Nick would immunity because Sophie and Michael and Nick will look at each other and go, against the three of us, any of us has an okay shot, but none of us are beating Ma. And then I think Ma gets the boot at four.
1: I That's what I think know. will happen. I think Ma wants to go to the end with Anna. We had a very amusing kind of the office style scene um, on the lead up kind of into tribal where Ma was having the third conversation with Sophie, which should have been a major red flag for Sophie that their relationship is the Titanic right now, Mm -hmm. Um, where Ma said, okay, well, would you, are you actually considering going to the end with Nick? Um, and instead of giving the correct answer, which was, well, of course not, absolutely no. All those boys like, are going
0: to vote for Nick. Why would I go there with Nick? Malcolm's going to vote for Nick. The Orc is going to vote for Nick. That's an absurd strategy. I'm not doing that. That's what she was
1: say. <laughs> well, we can't possibly go to the end with Anna and, and Mel. I mean, Anna doesn't talk and she doesn't show any facial expressions. She'd be a huge threat. And Ma makes direct eye contact with the camera, and there's this kind of like
0: <laughs>
1: music in the back. Yeah, yeah, it was the ultimate
0: sacrifice noise, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. It was the ultimate thing from the ultimate sacrifice. Um,
1: it was amazing.
0: Yeah, it's a poor move. It's a poor move from Sophie because if you want to sell voting at oranges, you should be just selling the, Well, look at all the oranges on the jury. Like, I don't really buy that they will hate each other, but that's a better. Argument for why they should go, right? Then Anna, felt- Anna, Anna's like you know, deadpan, no emotion. Why? Why is that a reason not to take her to travel?
1: I felt like in that moment, Sophie was the edit, and Mar's facial response was me on this podcast this whole season. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, what do you think is going to happen in terms of, I've said what I think is going to happen. I think Nick wins immunity, they vote out Anna, and they all look at each other and vote out Ma, and then I don't know if it's a final three or a final two, um, but I could see it being Michael and Nick at the end in a final two.
1: No, I think Michael's toast now. So I think now we've got Anna who wants to still work with Ma but doesn't want to to work with Sophie. Um, And she's open to working with Nick. Nick keeps having immunity. We have Sophie and Nick who don't really trust Michael, but Nick still really trusts Ma and wants to go to the end with Ma. Sophie still trusts Ma and wants to go to the end with Ma. Ma kind of doesn't seem to really care as long as it's not going to the end with Nick. So I I can see Ma losing Michael. Um, in this finale because I think this is why I think it was the right decision that Michael should have pushed Mar on this one, on getting rid of Sophie because Mel was always willing to work with Michael but Sophie and Nick have never been tight with Michael. They've always just been tight with Mar and Sophie and and Nick are already putting Michael's name out there.
0: Mel is super dangerous though. Like at that final five, final six, She's probably the most threatening player to go to the end with, I would say. Like, if you're talking about it, it's getting with the threats,
1: you don't want to get rid of. Yeah, I agree. She's the most one of the most strategic people left in the game, but we've not seen her win any immunities,
0: and, yeah, and she's probably um, not going to win them. Not when Nick's around anyway. She, like,
1: Anna, she, and who's she got for allies? Anna and Mel have hated each other since they finally.
0: So they she finally decided to use her name properly. She's finally. Oh, yeah. She's like, she's like I, I love you now, Anna. That was a good moment.
1: Anna earned her name rights. <laughs> Nick, and, Nick and Mel, Sophie and Mel, not working together. So really, this was one of the few people in the game that Michael had that other people didn't. And, and this is why I think Michael... Mar is now in a position where everybody left in the game wants to work with her. Mel um, doesn't agree.
0: We'll see what oh, she Mel says when she comes on. All
1: right, well, when we bring her on. Whereas okay. I do think... I, I worry about Michael. I don't know who's left who wants to work with him.
0: Can we just dial back on Anna still wants to work with Ma, given Ma's ridiculously poor excuse for stealing Anna's vote?
1: Like, Who does Anna actually want to work but, with? But She
0: was I mean... like, I stole your vote because I can't even fathom what she said because I can't even remember it because it it was absurd. Because in the end of the day, you steal someone's vote because you don't trust them to vote with. The, so Anna was supposed to be voting with Ma. The only reason you take her vote is you don't trust that she is going to vote the way she said she would, which means she doesn't trust you, which means this is a problem for you. that Anna has not been playing the sort of game that analyzes those scenarios.
1: No, in fairness, Anna was going on at Tribal Council about how she doesn't know where she's going to vote. And there's been a lot of names and, you know, has given plenty of reasons as to why Ma couldn't trust her to vote the way she wants. And didn't we have Mal on the podcast last week saying he actually thinks if Anna had her vote, she might have voted with him. So, yes, I mean, at this point, Anna feels disenfranchised by basically everybody left because nobody's, you know, giving her extra votes and honouring her voice and strategic mastery um but at this point I feel like again she's kind of got limited places to go she decided she hates Sophie
0: Sophie's been coming a lot of hate in this episode from the uh, the other cast it's like Sophie's like just had enough of all these bitches and it's just started to like just Sophie shut them down Queen,
1: Queen Sophie
0: <laughs> she's amazing
1: <laughs> I mean I love Ma but Ma is allowed to work with men but other women are not allowed to work with men
0: <laughs> that's just... right how dare they <laughs> How dare they?
1: <laughs> Love you, Ma.
0: <laughs> Look, she's playing. She's playing a game for the ages. Um,
1: Absolutely.
0: So you and and the conversations about about Ma not wanting to go to the end with Nick are always fantastic. Um, they must be enjoying watching them back. You know, it was loosely spoiled on this program that Ma and. <laughs>
1: The only people watching this are people who either played with
0: them. Schneider doesn't know. Schneider Schneider doesn't know. (laughs) Schneider
1: is the only person who does not know that Mara and Nick are dating. There you go. Martinez is listening.
0: Martinez is listening. He doesn't know. Not right now, but later on, Martinez will be listening. He's like Harry from Stranded. He lives in Lithuania. Shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to Martinez. He he listens to our show. And watches watches the LRG, so he doesn't know. But it's enough into the season that we can talk about it. Nick and Ma post-season formed a relationship, a serious enough relationship that Nick actually moved from New South Wales, where he was living, to Melbourne to be with Ma. Um, So I've really enjoyed... He's
1: not lucky. He's not going to do any better. He should uproot his whole life. He should move continents if that's what it takes. Love you, well, Nick.
0: obviously that's how he felt. And, and we understand that. Uh, uh, but it's, it's it must be so fun for the two of them watching it back um, with the way she's talking about not, no way I'm going to the end with him. Also complaining about his snoring early on. I sent her a message about that when she was complaining about Nick's snoring. Um, you know, uh, it's it must be so fun for her to, to watch it back uh, and, and for him as well in terms of, you know, now being in a relationship. So I am interested to see, like... Um, does one of them vote the other one out, and then do they still manage to be in a relationship? I'm very keen to see that, or is it the two of them at the end because Nick wins all the immunities and he's just fallen in love with Mar and takes her to the end, Boston Rob style? though he's got no chance against her, sort of well, like when Boston Rob took Amber.
1: Nick is so undyingly loyal to Mar, and Mar is just doing the absolute most to get rid of him, and I'm obsessed.
0: I, lo- I, always- I love. Yeah, there you go. You go. I
1: was going to say, I just, I almost hope she somehow convinces him to give her his immunity necklace. Like that could be the only, the only better thing.
0: So Schneider's super excited with the hot drop here about the post game relationship. Schneider <laughs> loves it. Breaking
1: uh, news: you had it <laughs> first. <laughs>
0: uh, so, like, yeah, I, you know, La Madrina has absolutely bossed and robbed this season, as far as I'm concerned, and so um, it would only be fitting. Uh, for a sort of reverse Boston Rob where Nick thinks he's the Boston Rob and he he is and he takes her and then Amber wins. But it's sort of not the right way because, you know, Mars actually the strategic genius, but you know what I mean. Um, (laughs) Like, yeah. Uh, So it's um, exciting. I've really enjoyed that. I'm really excited to see how that plays out um, for the rest of the episode. I think we need to talk about uh, Sophie's blatant cheating in the uh, immunity challenge.
1: Though that said, actually, I felt like this is where Max would have come in with one of his warm, lukewarm takes. So you guys were talking about all the way back at that challenge where everyone helped Michael to try and take down James Wolfe. Was completely fine then. Hang on,
0: were were you on that podcast? Was that the one you missed or was it you on that one?
1: No, I was there as well. And I was saying, "Uh, whatever, I kind of don't care. Mm -hmm. Um... Mm -hmm. This time, arbitrarily they've decided it's not allowed. So yeah. I was kind of when is it allowed? When is it not allowed?
0: Yeah, what the fuck, Dan? What the fuck, Lib? This is this what? is uh this is actually a little bit a little bit um hypocritical, isn't it?
1: I hate You've, to say you... it, but I think we all know who made this decision. Dom. It was Dom. <laughs> it was obviously Dom. <laughs>
0: It's Dom, the worst judge of all time there. Uh, calling his, uh, no, I think this is a really fair point. Like, and and John told us that he was running around giving Michael answers and helping Michael. And, and Mel's dead with that joke. Yeah, it was probably the joke, definitely the joke of the season. Uh, definitely. And uh, Aston is loving uh, Dom's story arc. It was more of an arc <laughs> that he, he got on Canberra One, Aston. Uh, <laughs> the um the you know it, it is a little bit unfair like ah oh. and also i like sophie's attitude was there like sophie stop you can't do i thought she picked up the wrong bottle which was an easy to mistake to make right and then she um uh tries to she obviously wasn't a mistake and dan's like sophie stop doing that and then she just puts it down it's like fine i'm out like they didn't actually say she yes. had to leave the challenge. They didn't actually say she was out the challenge. I
1: love that. Now pull up a current comment because you know what, yeah. Sophie? On some of the challenges, you were allowed to help others. that's, yeah, why that's what I we're don't... saying.
0: That's what we're saying.
1: <sighs> yeah, there wasn't a lot of consistency there. Um, but I do, yeah, I do love just going, well, fuck it, I'm not going to participate anymore. Honestly, Slay, love that and attitude. It, it's very Long Nails lifestyle.
0: And it doesn't happen that often uh in real survivor but when it has happened it's been allowed even in the most recent season where um Liz was trying to help Maddie beat Simon on the fire water challenge
1: uh, I feel like it becomes a little bit touch and go with that as well like I do think there are some challenges where they say no you can't help others and some way you can so um I do think we need to start having some consistency consistency around these ones
0: um I'm surprised the contestants didn't riot. Like, as you say, these are all uh, LRG freaks, uh, most of them. And I can tell you, if you've ever played an LRG and there's some dispute about the challenge winner based on some sort of arbitrary rule they didn't explain very well, the LRGs lose their fucking minds about, about not winning the challenge because a rule wasn't explained, myself included. Um, I, I've learned to just go with the flow now. Like, it is I'll what it is. You.
1: We yes. had a radical personality shift. When did that happen? No, this when I
0: played that whole org, being like a zen, calm person. He didn't oh, make okay. any like. I thought that was
1: know, a fake personality.
0: It was, and it helped me be a calmer person.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I love that for you. Maybe Namaste.
0: You Namaste.
1: Namaste. Namaste, bitches. <laughs> um. All right. Sophie says she disqualified herself because she didn't want Nick to get penalized. Well, you know what? We love this. We love this standing up for Nick and I do think that you know sometimes when you have an ally in the game you do have to go all in and invest in that relationship and I felt like Ma was a little bit harsh on Sophie given that um, Sophie was left out of the last vote by everybody except for Nick who was also on her side and at that Nick, point you kind of do have to put all your eggs in that basket.
0: Nick should be dating Sophie she's the one who stuck by. It. I agree honestly. <laughs> Like I don't, I, mean, if, if, actually, I don't know, I don't know.
1: So neither of them should be dating Nick, and they should be dating <laughs> each other. Like,
0: yes, love that. Um, <laughs>
1: even, but even yeah. if they
0: don't, even if that's not their style, love that <laughs> Gonna <Goodness laughs> de- gonna, we're gonna ship that absolutely on this program.
1: <laughs> we stand. Um, so cute. I love that. Did we? Are we bringing in Mel? Is this uh, nine, where time? are you, Mel?
0: You're probably you're, you. I I said ten more minutes, but Mel, if you're ready to jump in. Click that link. Come on in. We, I can more easily get half an hour of content out of you. Uh, I know. Man. I just want
1: to hear Mel's thoughts and feelings. I just feel like I really stand Mel this season. I'm kind of gutted
0: anymore. From the very start, I knew she was going to be a four. Look, look we all know I picked her before. Mel's going to come in hopefully soon. Um, uh the fact is, I uh picked her to be the first boot. Because I of the six people that are allocated when we did that original um, cast assessment. And it was really just because that's what happens in these games to the um, more old females. Women
1: over the age of 25.
0: Correct. And it's completely unfair and bullshit. But, you know the world is a misogynistic world and we, and the men rule it and that's what happens in the shit. But that's what the world is. And that's what my survivor is a microcosm of the world. Just look at what's been happening in American survivor with all of the women getting voted out. So I just felt based on that, she was in some trouble and the super idol sort of maybe saved her. But in the end, I think the super idol had nothing to do with it. Like ultimately they got rid of that, but they didn't keep her cause she had the super idol. It was too hard to get rid of. They kept it her enough? cause she was a great, 'Cause she was playing yeah. such a great game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, Aston, yeah, the boys. I mean, look, Aston, not every woman can be as blessed as as myself to have such an ally like CK in their LRGs, um, where obviously the dynamic is just completely different.
0: Hey. You, uh, I, I, oh, there's nothing I respect more and like more in the world in a partner than a very strong woman. Absolutely. My favorite thing in the world.
1: For the love of God, Mel, get in this podcast.
0: <laughs> and she's getting it to a table. Here comes, and here comes another very strong woman who I absolutely stand, like the one next to me. Uh, here comes Mel. Welcome, Mel. Hey guys, how are oh you? Oh
1: God, what?
2: A, Sledging you a little bit sorry
0: uh you're, you're just wearing trash okay I can, i'll give you the update hot update you find out in your course but you're wearing trash she's wearing a, a red a red playing with fire buff you see if you can't see that annabelle or the That's audience at home
1: choice. like i've been saying really nice about email which is not on brand and so. you literally come in here with a personal attack
0: <laughs> so for those listening and uh, all our fans that listen there after Mel has appeared on the podcast with a red uh, tribe playing with fire buff. And everyone knows <laughs> from the cast reveals that have come out for Melbourne survivor playing fire that Annabelle and I were both on the yellow tribe to begin. So it's a real slight from Mel to us Actually, to start it's not off. It's a interview. slight
2: to you guys. It's a, I stand Johnny.
0: <laughs> yes. John was on that tribe. That is true. Yes. And you, uh, and so that means you don't stand Ma, very interesting because Ma was on the yellow tribe with us. So well, you made a I choice.
2: With, I worked with John Moore, so
0: yes, and and you were still you still liked John, unlike the rest of your tribe. Uh, when he got voted <laughs> out, everyone else you were not into, but John you still liked.
2: <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs>
1: How we stand the Orca and Ponderosa Kings. So talk to me about your relationship with James.
2: With James. Actually, James is like now my uh season bestie. Like we went at it the entire game. Like, you know, I game respects game, you know what I mean? We we were we were at each other. I was testing him, he was backstabbing me, trying to flush my idol. Like I knew, I knew it was um. I knew he was coming for me and to me it's better to um, better to work with the W you know than the people you don't. Um, and I also knew he was tight with Amy so I wanted to be in his ear as well um, and <laughs> making sure that she wasn't, you know, um, manipulating anything there as well. So, um, yeah, <laughs> fun games. Um, Johnny, I, I did say this on the podcast last night, John has the most underrated edit like he had every single person that left when you um, said that they're his number one. And, you know, I, thats <laughs> the day, at the very start of day two, um, I, I told James that he was my number one, but I never believed that. I said that in my vote confessional for James, that I told you you were my number one. I never said he was. Um, it was always John, always John from the very get-go. Although the edit didn't show it, um, Haley uh John and I were like tight within five minutes of the game. Um and I knew like going into that first sacrifice round, I was really confident that um I wasn't going to be voted out. I knew after that, once the votes were bred, <laughs> um, that the chaos would <laughs> ensue. Um and what was funny, um it didn't really I think it was a scene where you can see John like, you know, being John trying to like get in my ear about the information and He was trying to work it out, and but at the same time I burnt my clue and I legit couldn't remember whether I was copying two votes for three tribals or three votes for two tribals. And then when it came out four, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I was trying to work out whether one person voted for me or two people voted for me. And I knew I wasn't going to tell them. um, I wanted to tell John that the sacrifice was, I was fairly confident that it was, three votes over two although I wasn't sure so I told him that my sacrifice was two obviously and then god bless him because his math is shit he literally was like okay yeah she got two votes it was there was 10 votes she got two of them with a sacrifice and he just perpetuated that I don't know uh, actually whether he worked it out or at what point he worked it out but thankfully that just like filtrated through the camp and just caused utter chaos and from there everyone was looking at each other like did someone have an extra vote blah 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 so it was kind of fun and i stand by not telling anyone until after um i burnt my sacrifice um because yeah. it would have only as you saw anna through already threw one vote on me so it would have only taken one more and at that point james had already like confronted uh, Anna and I about what our advantages were. And that was my first test on both of them. So I had told James that it was a normal idol, knowing that Anna would probably have the normal an- idol. And I wanted to see how she would react. But also if she lied, I could then use that potentially against her as well. Um, but yeah, so he, James, it was trying to flush the idol. Um, and you can actually see if you go back and look at that tribal, James turns around like, you're a goner. And I'm like, hell no, dude. Like it's a super idol. You don't know that part. And yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like I'm going nowhere. <laughs> I, I I love how you've
0: just come in here and started from the beginning of the <laughs> uh season with all of our takes and, you know, we were like, how could Mel, why would she tell them it's two and not three? What a silly move. You're like, I'm going to defend this one. And now I'm going to defend this one. <laughs> but I'm sure. Oh, you- no.
2: It's I'm just sure that's got... genuinely how I feel. I'm, like, to be, it's fairly clear I've got a shit memory. Like I can't even remember anyone's name. It's not like I'm going to remember what you said eight weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like I just Very legit. Sick. That's how I saw the game. I'm so sure you, you got
0: maximum pleasure though. Just when I when I was calling you as a first boot, I'm sure, and you go all the way to where you went. I'm sure you were in secretly chuckling. <laughs> exactly.
2: I'm not, not going to lie. There may have been some CK memes made around that time. <laughs>
0: I'm very, I'm very memeable. Like, I'm very memeable. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Like, people you know, just can't you know, get enough of me.
2: It's just a very, like, for me, it's a really tired, um, strategic thought process that an older woman. And you know, I probably shouldn't say this because I'm just drawing attention to older woman, older women. But we're actually not weak. Like, if you look at so many of the winners. They are older females, or, or you know, maybe not my yeah. age, but they're certainly not. You know, look at John. Like I love John, but John is not a challenge threat. Like,
0: to no, be clear, I wouldn't have voted you out first. I'd never do that. And <laughs> yeah. secondly, I, I did make the point that it wasn't just the stereotype, but your pre-game interview made you talked about wanting to cause chaos, wanting to make, <laughs> like you were, you were talking about playing big from the start. So well, I was adding that element to it.
2: A hot take on that, CK. Um, I had just done an amazing race style um, LRG that day with Maddie Ching, and of course it finishes at a winery, so you support the winery. <laughs> we've gone and done a <laughs> we've done a vodka and gin tasting. We've gone and made some pretty lethal margaritas, and then Maddie's like, "Hey, let's do your meet the cast video." And I was absolutely
0: trashy. I had so, a
2: cocktail behind me that no one knew about. <laughs> were
0: you were you and Maddie in the amazing race team together?
2: Yes. Yeah, so we've done. I've done four. I think Maddie's done three. So that was our last one, which was Hunter Valley, um, which would have been February 22. Yeah, February 22. Um, yeah, and we came. That was our best result. So we were seven, uh, placed seventh out of like 90, 100 teams.
0: So you you and he,
2: just the two of you? No, so teams are four. So it's usually a combination of um, a couple of my work colleagues, and then a few people from socials.
0: Maddie Ching, for those that aren't familiar, uh, was on Backyard 4 as part of the the Red Tribe, um, for those uh, who who made the the jury on that. Um, Annabelle, you were going to ask something before.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask. So, Mel, you kind of missed out on the first little part around camp because you went off to get the Mm. Super (laughs) idol And then when you came back you had you know i wanted to hear about that catch up piece and how that affected your relationships and and who within that first few hours you felt good with and who you really didn't
2: yeah so um i as i said i immediately gravitated to uh, john and haley um and i knew I didn't I didn't the only person that I knew of I knew of two people so in our season so I knew of James I'd played like a mini with him before um and I knew roughly of Mal um because I'd seen him on online groups I'd never spoken to him I'd never met him but I'd read a lot of his strategic takes and I knew that we would be on very similar wavelengths um and the only other person who I knew who admit I, I didn't actually know I knew him until after the game was Michael. And that's because when and I think I think you guys might have queried it. Like obviously his socials is MYKL, but it's yeah. spelt normally. Yeah. And during one of the votes, James uh voted for Michael with MYKL. And when I yeah. saw that, I was like where do I know that fucking name from? Like, but I couldn't piece it together. And then after the season, you add each other on your socials. On, I'm like, oh my god, that's fucking Luigi. Like, yes, fucking Luigi. <laughs> so um, they were the only people I knew. But so getting back to questions, so Haley and John, I was like that within um five minutes. Um, I wanted to work with uh James, um, but he, when I first I, I threw Anna's name out like within two minutes of coming back to the camp after that challenge um but James was very hesitant on it so that made me a bit wary and as the day went on I was like okay they're like that um Joseph was always a little bit uh <laughs> Sam and Joseph were always a little bit on the outs um I think, Joseph. yeah I, I think him. Sam was Sam was just off hunting rocks I and mean, she yeah. even said in her confessional that she was allowing space for conversations, which is the worst thing you do in this game. Um, Simon had already gone looking for rocks, and so those two were actually away the most. Joseph was there, but uh, Haley and I just went on his wavelength. I think uh, James actually wanted to work with him. I don't think John did, and I don't definitely, John did not want to work with Simon. So I felt like in a good position, but I knew, obviously, once those votes were read, people would react differently, which is exactly what happened because Haley became quite, um, not distant, she was still really, like, friendly and, you know, I love her to this day, but you, you could just tell that she pulled away. She didn't like that she didn't know what the information was, I wasn't prepared to tell her at that point, and her and Anna started to get close at that point. Mm. So I deliberately got close with James. So we did this little switchy-switchy so that we still had, um, you know, roughly similar alliances. Um, mm. I'm talking so much and had wine, so I have no idea what your question I is now but... <laughs> and John, And then John was just in the middle, yeah? John yeah, 100%. John was in with every single person. I don't necessarily think... If you ask, every single person so far has said John was their number one. I'm fairly sure that if you ask Anna, it will be Haley. Mm. I was
1: going to say, except for Anna, because John was talking over the top of her, like, the misogynist he is. Um, He's so... such a misogynist. <laughs> have, you actually such. Know, have you been really reflecting on your own internalised misogyny and how you weren't really amplifying Anna's voice around camp?
2: She was amplifying oh, was... Amy's voice. It was so terrible that Amy and I went on the same page like <laughs> No, I mean, look, she's a lovely girl and I do actually want to catch up with her but she's from Melbourne. She went overseas like a week after the season. Um so and she's still over there. So she's not back until May. Um it's one of those, you know, things you look back on and you have a giggle and, you know, I, she doesn't appear to have taken um, how I played the game too badly because we've both been laughing in, you know, the group chats and that sort of thing. And I know she's keen to catch up with me as well, but we've not really dissected um, the show together, whereas the rest of us probably, you know, too much. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the... So um what did you? What do you think? Looking to just get your take on our initial discussion we had at the beginning of the show, if you were watching about the line in LRGs, um, you know, Joe. I don't think anyone did anything dirty to her, but she seemed very upset, obviously, about being voted out at that point. felt very betrayed by the other purples. Obviously, yeah, not by you, but by the purples. Um, what do you think about that?
2: Yeah, and look, you know, I. I, on last night's pod, I did stand up for James a little bit. Like at the end of the day, we all know, well, sorry, you will soon know that it goes to the public and, you know, the public who may not, friends of friends who may not understand Survivor or, you know, people might say the random things on, you know, whether it's one of the groups or something like that. It can have an effect on people and you never know how people can, um, how they'll feel 12 months from now and how it okay. will affect them. So I did stand up for James in particular because, and, and I'm not blaming Dan.
0: Why are we standing up for James? What did James do?
2: Well, so James in that entire season, and I'm not having a go at the players or Dan, yeah. Um. but he had Banfield coming at him. He had Sophie yeah. coming at him. He had Anna coming at him. It. You know, as much as he is... Um, you know, a very uh, <laughs> positive person um, and quite ego-driven, um, that can take effect on people. You just don't know. Um, so, yeah, in regard to Joe, I could imagine that would be very similar. I mean, we saw her reaction. Um, she's not a, a player. She probably didn't fully, even if she knew the game and that people were going to vote you out, that whole blindside thing, thinking that she's got friends and and we know it's nothing personal. We know yeah. it's like game-meet-game, like getting you out before you get me. Um, I I do, and and you made a point about uh, Tribal, I I do think there was a conversation at Tribal around being respectful, Um, so I give them props for that. Um, And But, yeah, I I think maybe a pre-game summary of something like that, particularly for maybe more so for players that haven't watched before, is probably a good, I mean, I'm really focused on people's mental health. Um, So I think that that is actually a really good step in the right direction for LRG because technically we're doing what the main show does and they have weeks of site counselling. So, yeah, I think that's a fair call out.
0: I think people need to know it's a bit strange, but you will make genuine relationships with the people here. After the game, you will actually have a connection with these people that you wouldn't believe you would and it won't really matter where you got voted out or if you won or whatever. You will have a, a something that you all did together and that, that yeah. bonds you. So the yeah. relationships you make and are making are real, but it doesn't mean that they won't vote you out or betray you because that is the game. And that can be hard to understand if you're not um a, a big fan of the game. Uh and but that, that that's the truth of it. The relationships are real, but the betrayal is not. I guess that's probably yeah
2: hundred percent and i think also add to that um there are people that know each other even people even people that are fans of the show super fans and know each other and i'm sure that that would sting if you've got an existing relationship with people and they vote you out um i could imagine that um i mean obviously it doesn't happen to me because i know no one Mm. um but if i was to play again I, i have thought about this so if i was to play again and someone had voted me out that knew me i wonder how i would take that you know i'm i'm Sure, I'd probably give them some sass, but, like, deep down, would I get over that uh, really quickly? Maybe not. Eventually, probably. i am um, going like, to a record
1: that I would not.
2: Everyone, oh, just I
1: aware. I would not. I would gut you alive. If <laughs> <laughs> you are dead to me.
0: <laughs> for, me it, for me, it depends where I got they voted me out. If they, like, <laughs> voted me out first, I could not get over that. Like, how could you do yeah. that to me? But if I'm a merge and I'm a big threat and you get rid of me, I'm not really going to care. Like that, yeah, and that's, I think that's
2: yeah that's on point i think a, yeah. a lot of it really has to do with the position in the game the position that person was in the game and i guess like you know how they do it
0: <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah if you if you cut your friend and makes them makes them the first boot they
2: won't forgive you for that oh yeah like <laughs> like All right. i'm a redhead like you're gone <laughs>
1: Now, because you, your game was so interesting, and I do want to talk about it. Okay, um, so we get to the merge, and this is where we have Advantage Geddon,
2: yes.
1: Um, and okay. oh my gosh, oh, John, speaking of
2: advantage, Geddon, can I just show you my hey. oh, oh my gosh, oh, See? that
1: he's kind, of he's kind of hot, it's kind
2: of hot. Sorry, yeah, I are, you, are you still
0: are you still sleeping with him next to your like pillow like you were in the tent?
2: No, that was just uh, a one night thing.
0: That was that was so good. I'm, I'm so glad to be here with you, like and spend the night with
2: you. <laughs> I did laugh at Annabelle's take about the little guy because I did. I when you said that I was like, oh, that is gold. Like, why didn't I think about that? Like, little guy, my little Johnny. I should have to. I should call him that now. My little guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really did think that's what you were alluding to. I did love that. Oh, <laughs> Sorry,
2: go back to merge. What were you asking okay, so
1: You lose John in like what is an absolute freak accident. But in the fallout after that, how yeah. on earth did you manage to get your claws in the way you did? Because you didn't just outlast that vote. You yeah. outlasted several purples yeah. after that fine so- being very clearly one of the most strategic people in the game.
2: Okay, so some tea on that round. Um, uh, So going into the merge, the two people who I thought I'd probably work best with, oh, Johnny, um, Stan, you too, babe, Uh, I really thought I would probably work best with Malcolm and Mal. And I can probably say... At the very start I thought I had an idea of where the pairings were um, because it wasn't 100% clear and, you know, we had so little information about those guys. Um, I could see that Mal, sorry, that um, Ma and Michael were like that. I could see Nick and Sophie were like that. I also looked at and... I looked at Sophie and Joe like that, and I looked at Nick and Mal like that. So I thought Mal was quite connected, but
1: huh? Ma was
2: also with Sophie, and yeah. Ma was also with Nick. So I knew that there was some yeah. crossover, but I really thought it was Michael, Sophie, and Ma, and I thought it was Mal, Sophie, and Nick. And so I was trying to get to know those two in particular and not I'm not just isolating Michael. I think Michael was my ultimate goal but it was Ma and Michael that I was talking to um, and then Sophie gave me nothing. Like she was very always loyal, strong, not really willing to talk to you. I don't think she ever once gave me a name. So I knew that wasn't necessarily an option but trying to talk to Mal and I think we just kept having confessionals like overlapping and so the I think <laughs> Mal made a really bad mistake of the very first thing that he said to me was um I've I've already spoken to Anna I've given her my advantage to hold um I want to work with you and the win news uh blah, blah 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 and I was like that's great and I walked away and went you're dead, Mel. Like you're working with my arch nemesis. How you dare, dare you her. try and
0: assist Amy? How <laughs> dare
2: Even you? Clone, like, that's not going to work for me. So I like charge my little bloody ass over to Mar and um, Michael. But I think one thing where the thing that I did well, which you know I touched on last night, was my strategy throughout the game. I think obviously. I wanted to play like a fluid game, but I wanted my alliances to be fluid as well. I think I did make one mistake, which I'll touch on um, after all this, but I really wanted to be in with people but not have an obvious this is our two or this is our three because I think that can lead to people targeting you or someone in your pair and it puts you in a worse position. So I just wanted to be able to work the middle and make everyone love me and, you know, want to marry me, blah, 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 and never vote me out. But I, I had... Mal do that. And so they were telling me that they're going for Michael and then I had um, Ma and Mal tell me that they were going for Mal and I'm like, well, hell, yeah, I'm on that board because, I, he, you know, he's working with Anna, like that's not going to happen. And so, of course, then Malcolm ditched himself out of the council, out yep. of tribal.
1: Smart, so
2: smart. I chose strategically to vote for Anna, even though I knew she had her idols, a couple of reasons. One... I knew was votes it, coming at me with a super idol, but was a strategy
0: or was it just vindictiveness?
2: No, no, no. There, well, <laughs> that was one point. There was definitely spite. <laughs> Hello, I'm a redhead. Like that was going to happen. But the other reason was because um, I didn't want to vote for Michael, so that wasn't going to happen. Um, and I didn't want the win news and Mal to know that that's where my where my direction was going to be. And so, to me, voting for Anna. It was fun. Like, come on, she'd already voted for me three times. So, you know, that was great. Um, once, but I,
0: once, once publicly as well. Yes,
2: twice, <laughs> twice publicly. But group. I knew I did know about the first public vote. It wasn't shown in the edit, but I did know that that was coming.
0: Yeah, I think um, someone mentioned that on, on yeah. the news. Hayley, someone with, mentioned
2: that. Yeah, so I think with that vote, that's probably what I did well. But more importantly, I wanted to put the vote on Anna. Not for just for those two reasons, but I was hoping to protect John because I didn't know how many votes I would get. I didn't know how many votes John would get. And we had a plan A, we had a plan B, but when that advantage get in happened, yeah. we were sitting on opposite sides. So we couldn't talk freely. We couldn't like work out what that plan C was. Um, and I honestly would have, I think I would have played um, and I don't know, I, I'm sure I had a confessional about it, um, but I said definitely wouldn't play it for Anna. So Anna was right in her path, like, with James's strategy. Like, that was never going to happen. At that stage, James and I had started to repair our relationship. I don't think I would have played it for him. But, John, I really do think I would have. And I think I said to John when I played it, sorry, John, like, blah, blah, blah. But You're, you're, you're,
0: You're saying that. On the assumption that he has the most votes and you don't have the second most votes. I presume you're not going to sacrifice yourself for him. Yeah. And I mean, if it saved you both, you would have done it.
2: Yeah. And I mean, Anna threw within, I'm sure within two minutes, told everyone I had the super super idol. So, you know, like it was always going to be stacked on me, but I was trying to protect John with that vote. And then in the second vote where um, Malcolm was again the target. that was also when that whole female alliance thing was going around. I never believed that. Like, yeah, come you, were you on. Were in, like, you into that? Did you I played, that? Yeah, I played yeah. that I believed it. I didn't believe that Marble was on board. I knew Anna. I'm pretty sure Anna 100% thought that was happening. Yeah. Um, but she was still working with Mal. So for me, like, I wanted them to think I was, but I was always going to vote Mal. And I don't think Mal fully realised. I mean, we had Nick dobbing him in and being all Nick about it. But at the same time, I think uh, Malcolm said that just before we walked to tribally caught all the girls talking. I still don't know, and, and I'd be really curious when you do interview Anna, um what her vote would have been. So Ma did steal her vote for the yeah. same reasons that all of us we knew started to gravitate around her. She was so indecisive. We know how quickly these games move. I work in a fast-paced job, like make a decision, move yeah. on. But there was so much backwards and forwards that I was just like, oh, I can't do this.
1: Mel, I actually think that's just you not actually listening and listening to her voice and her <laughs> contribution. And maybe if I don't you want would to just- speak
2: over you. <laughs>
0: You you're, you work in a fast-paced, misogynistic environment and it's just inbuilt these misogynistic traits into your behaviour in the fast-paced survivor game. And this is the problem with the world. We're teaching women to be like men and we should be teaching men to be like women.
2: Listen, I'm all for strong females, but, you know, make a decision, girl. It's just a vote.
1: <laughs> make a snappy bitch.
2: The, the best thing about the All Women Alliance
0: for someone like Mar though, is... I don't think she's she was never, like, putting any of these people like yourself or Anna in front of Michael, but she was happy to get rid of Malcolm and probably Nick. So, like, the only guy she actually had to save in the All Women's Alliance was Michael. So it's fine to be in an All Women's Alliance for a long time in that scenario. It works well.
2: But that's what it was actually called. It was called the Women's Alliance and Michael. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A coincidence. (laughs)
2: <laughs> which, is exactly,
0: which is exactly what was in the game because if it wasn't for Nick winning immunity after immunity, he would have gone, I think, well before this. It's my so. reading of the yeah. game. Yeah. yeah,
1: definitely. So, Mel, in the comments earlier, you said it didn't exactly go down like that. And that's when I was saying that I think it was a bad decision for Michael to have sided and, and boot you this time yeah. over to because I said I think you were very willing to work with Michael in a way I don't think Sophie is. You're like... <laughs> slow down on that one Annabelle
2: talk to her <laughs> I definitely agree like and I think that's where Mars played such a boring game because you know she is tight with Michael and you know Michael hasn't got a lot of credit but like they've really done most of the strategy together um and I have always seen that as an equal pairing um and Sophie and Nick were exceptionally tight like Sophie you could see Sophie was trying to fill up the bottle um, and you know she would never go against in my opinion we were never getting um, Sophie to break up from them but for Michael and I kind of had like a timeline in my head of what I needed to do and I definitely wanted to approach Michael because my pitch to Michael was always going to be those two aren't breaking up um, and that Ma is closer to Sophie and you're not. Uh, and Ma is closer to Nick and you're not. So the only person who benefits from Sophie leaving is you. And that was always going to be my pitch. But I That's, kind that was of. That's what Annabel was saying. Yeah. So I kind yeah. of had it timed in my head, but it didn't work because of that bloody double. So I hadn't yeah. anticipated that. And then I just didn't have the time. Uh, I think oh, I really. Well, my memory shit, as you know. So I really can't remember. How I was pitching, I know. I know. I vote focused on jury votes um, because I thought that was a legitimate strategy. Um, but yeah,
0: what do, what do you think and, about my view that if it hadn't have been a quick double, Joe might not have gone right at that next point.
2: If Nick didn't have immunity,
0: hundred percent. Okay, but let's, let's let's assume Nick has immunity though. Could it could it have been you instead of Joe?
2: I think Joe's name had been out for. Yeah. Um, and I think it's probably not shown in the edit, but you could see how keen Ma was, like itching, itching to get Mel for so long. And I think they hadn't played yet, and we'd just been playing like for the yeah. last, you know, however, however yeah. many yeah. days? And I feel like some of them were really itching, like they got the taste of it and they wanted to, you know, go again. So I think maybe I, I think maybe things could have just basically stayed the same. Okay. I think I'm, yeah. I might I might be wrong. That might be an answer for other people, but that was the next name that I mean, my I just got so used to my name being out constantly out there, yeah. whatever. And actually, I will say this now while we're talking about it. So I now have the record, and you guys might be able to tell me from your season if if someone beats me. But so I now have the record. I got 18 votes, which is the most votes received against any player for any Australian LRG. If you take out the six sacrifice zo- uh, votes, mm-hmm. the only person that beats me is Kath from Backyard Season 3, but she had a redemption. So she got 16 votes. Eight of those were from re- after redemption. Yep. So if you take those eight out, she's what, at eight? Uh, and then the only person uh, outside of that is Mitchell from Backyard Season 2, and he got 13 votes. So I, I guess technically mitchell is the winner but like i'm just going to claim it and say my 18 votes like (laughs) took them 18 18. votes and the second last episode to get me out
1: (laughs) Um, as far as i'm concerned you're the queen and the only one
0: and look if i just think about melbourne i can't think about where every vote went on every tribal but i don't think anyone would have i don't think it went that way i don't think you'd have that cool (laughs) Cool record. <laughs> it's a very cool record. Hey, can I just about you're saying that on the other? I don't watch the other show, as is well known. I don't I don't engage in that. Um, yep. I don't want to distract from my wonderful takes. Um, the you said that you had to stand up for James on that show, but as far no, as I this show is concerned, to. I you know, sec, to. But, yeah, okay. But as far as this show is concerned, we love James. Why do we need to be standing up for James? He's amazing. Like yeah, has, yeah. has James been copying well. some negativity that we're not aware of.
2: Uh, I just think that um, maybe not directly, um, but I also think, like, you know, we are close now, um, so, you know, I just wanted to throw some support his way and, you know, as I said, like, people get down about stuff. um, It it may not be that, uh, but, like, I just, I, I feel like in this day and age people are always... I'm really conscious of people's mental health. I know mm-hmm. that that can affect some people. Um, and whether he needed to hear it or not, I just wanted him to know it. Okay, wonderful. That's lovely.
1: I think even if you're a really resilient personality and you're someone who's used to copying negative negative (laughs) opinions of you in your day-to-day existence it's still quite a harrowing experience I mean I remember when I played Melbourne Survivor for about a week afterwards I was going on these really long like maybe two hour walks at night around the suburbs and I spoke to my therapist about it because I'm very proactive about my mental health it's something that matters a lot to me she said do you feel like someone's hunting you (laughs) and I said oh, my gosh, yeah. yes, that's yeah. exactly how I feel. And, yeah. and that the people voting for you and not knowing who you can trust really does put your body in that situation where you feel yeah. like your life is at risk. Yeah. Um. And it, even even if it's a very brief experience and, you know, you aren't copying loads of attacks, yeah. it, it, it does affect you mentally. So, yeah, 100%. Um, we, yeah. Well oh, but
0: let's see let's see if it affects me mentally because uh, I'm gonna be getting a lot <laughs> of like nasty shit from people. I, I've been I, I've been told that I feature extremely heavily in this first episode in the premiere and uh, i am sure i am gonna come across as the biggest douchebag you could possibly imagine because i was playing a bit i was playing a bit of a character i went out there to be a villain i wanted to be as much of a villain as i could be i wanted to be like the most villainous person in australian lrgs i told them i'd do that in my interviews um i know i'm getting a villain edit and and it's more of like a douchebaggy villain edit than like a like like you know, like a. Are you an uh, orcast, okay? Are
2: you? Are you I, gonna no, be an I wouldn't
0: orcast? say. I just say things like that. But like, it's not going to be like a um a. Well, I don't know. Like I, I'm trying to think of the people that you know. There's villains like David Jeanette, right? Who everyone mm-hmm. loves. Who's so graphic. fucking. He's making such a great game at the time. Yeah. I don't know if I'm playing much of a great game. I'm just like really into myself, obviously. <laughs> and, like, and,
1: what would be a nice be- term for him? Like. At least Wolf is being sort of ultra strategic about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. is just a next level douche. Like, I love Sneaky, and it was love at first sight for the pair of us. Like, yeah, it was. Vlog really recognizes Vlog. <laughs> but, Sophie, let me tell you, you would have just died.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but look, these, these games, they bring out, like, the the thing is, you hear me talk here and I've got all these great takes, I believe, and strategic do reads. Of talking- yes, I do. I do. Right. And I know what I should do. But yeah. when you put me in the pressure cooker, a part of my personality, a part that I usually control or only release for humor purposes, um, come out in a less humorous way. <laughs>
2: so- <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like a challenging experience. Like, I know you guys just do the rice and beans, which... I kind of dig. I mean, look, Coop Dang had so much food that first day. They won all those rewards. Like, we were fucking starving. Like, no way I would have eaten fish eyeballs, like, if I wasn't starving. But yeah. I slugged those down like there was no tomorrow. Um, yeah, it, it, it is funny when you're putting certain positions, um, how you think you'll handle it versus how you, how you actually did. And then when you look back at it, you're like, oh, I got some lady balls there. Like, that was pretty cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to look at myself with that positivity. I don't but I, Because, see, I have enough awareness that I know what I did and I know what I'm going to see. So it's not really going to bother me because, uh, again, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's a character that I put on a show. And yeah. um, I've also got a lot of, like, other – people have seen me a lot on this stuff now. So they sort of – a lot of people have also met me in real life. So they know what I'm yeah. like as the character yeah. and they know what they're like. Annabelle likes them both, surprisingly.
2: Ooh, well, I nearly <laughs> actually met you guys because I – did get cast initially for Season 4. I know, um, I cast you. Yeah, oh, cool, yeah. But I had to pull out because, um, yeah, I had some, you know, tough. and that's one thing I, I think that's partially why I stuck up for James last night because I know my struggles Um, watching back the season just because... Um, At the time we were filming, my mum had Alzheimer's. So, you know, I felt really bad about being away. Um, I really struggled with in the afternoon when she would normally have a freak out. It's like, was she okay? Was she trying to contact me? And then um, so I did find it really hard to concentrate in the afternoon because of that. And then obviously just before you guys... Played, my mum passed away. So it just wasn't in that headspace okay, I did, to be I didn't able know to play. That, yeah. yeah and Thanks. since then, I've lost like even more family. So watching oh, back the sorry. season has just been so triggering at times. But, mm. you know, you lose that family, but so grateful for the community that I've now got. Um, you know, I will say last night I was out <laughs> for work drinks and I was pretty much like I was in my meet the car. So um, they got all the tea spilled. <laughs> In a drunken ramble, but I feel like I should have saved that for you guys. A drunken
0: ramble on (laughs) on the other show, yeah, it is more on brand for this show. But yeah, they need some spice. They need some spice. I don't watch them at all, but they need some spice. Throw
1: them a bone, and I can see how you did so well because we've only been talking for forty minutes. I'm already deeply in love with you. You've let (laughs) us ramble on and indulge in talking about ourselves you've pulled on our heartstrings (laughs) i'm already ready to come out there and marry you so well uh,
2: I hopefully you're both at the viewing because i'm thinking of coming down next not yes oh my god
1: i will be there and we can hold hands and make out it'll be amazing
0: (laughs) (laughs) i will not be unfortunately uh just interstate trip at that point is not possible but i will be at the finale uh, when that happens, I think in June or something. Okay, cool. Um, I think they're hoping to do a live reunion, which I think would be very cool. Sweet. Cool. Awesome. Because we all miss the live reunion, don't we, from the real survivor? We all miss that. Yeah. The no, pizza I, thing yeah. sucks. I
1: think we should have some physical. <coughs> I'm sure we can stir up some drama. Make it go full bravo. All right. Do we have anything else to say or can I go to bed? No, nah,
0: I think we're good. Thank you cool. so much Bye. for coming, Mel. Thank you for being Thanks, so amazing on this, the- on this season. Oh, this and is think- someone I've never heard of. Who is oh, Jackie, Jackie Yates, Yates yeah. buttress? I don't know who that is. James, Do you think James got a bad edit or was he misunderstood? I liked his edit.
2: I thought he was fun. He
0: was Yeah, a superstar. and
2: I think, like, I understand, sus Like, I know, you know, Sophie with the, um, what did she say? You, you're a flog. <laughs> and <laughs> what, moron, I Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah if moron. you I know I know, yeah. like, Sophie meant no disrespect. Like, that's fine. Yeah. But as I said, like, I'm conscious of people's mental health and just wanted to throw some support. Yeah, no, right. and,
0: and I do need to throw uh, out a call. Snyder's been calling it all episode yeah. to Kurt Carlson, who according to Snyder came, created the term LRG or live reality game. I know he's one of the founders of this podcast. Um. So yeah, it's probably true. Well done, Kurt Carlson. Amazing. Um, Ooh, it is
1: tradition on this podcast to wrap it up with tips out for Snyder.
2: So <laughs> thanks Snyder. again.
0: Thanks, Snyder, for always being here. Well, here's my
2: third boob, Snyder.
0: (laughs) 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 Thanks, Mel. And we will see you all next week for the finale, some interviews. We'll see who the winner is. It'll be very exciting. Can't wait to catch with you all then. Thank you. Cool.
2: Bye guys. Thanks.